We're here today on Hollywood's Walk of Fame. The sidewalks are full of stars. Each one has a different celebrity's name in it. People from all over the world come to find their favorite stars. Now let me ask you, who do you idolize? Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, I'm Rich, Rich Homeris. And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. Now that question asked on the Walk of Fame, who do you idolize, is a question that's addressed by our guests, Hollywood executive Phil Cook, president of Cook Media Group, and Jonathan Bach, founder and head of Grace Hill Media. They've written a book entitled The Way Back, How Christians Blew Our Credibility and How We Get It Back. And as Christians and marketing guys, they present a unique perspective on how we're perceived as people of faith. You mentioned in your book about that people now are developing that they have another God. Do you want to go into that and yeah. who and what this God yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you look at the Ten Commandments, probably the most ignored commandment after probably keeping the Sabbath holy is the idea of idolatry. You know, we tend to look at idolatry as like a ancient Israelite problem, right? Uh, or, you know, it's, it's, it's gone with the ash bin of history, sort of like leeching, right? Like it's, it's definitely, that doesn't happen anymore. But we look at it, and if the idea of idolatry is crafting a man-made, self-serving version of God, then American Christianity is guilty as charged right? Because we have a God who doesn't mind that I'm not going to church all that much, and he's okay with me not tithing or reading the Bible. He's okay with me not praying. He's, he's okay with me having, uh, you know, looking at pornography or, or cheating on my wife or any of those other things. He's, he's completely fine with me sort of picking and choosing verses that I like and uh, I don't like. That is making a God that conforms to our view of the world as opposed to conforming us to the view of God. And so in the book, we call it that other God. Well, I think that's ultimately the problem. We've just adapted, we've just, you know, we, we worship a God that looks remarkably like the God of the Bible, but he understands, you know, and I think every one of us, and we all have an area of our life that we've just decided, you know what, um, uh, God understands why I'm too busy to come to church on Sunday. He understands why I don't have time to read the Bible. And we've just adjusted our faith, and it's time that we stopped went back and looked at what the Bible says and started conforming our life to that instead of conforming that to our life. Right. We hear a lot about relativity yes. today and how people give us a pass, so we start to give ourselves right. a pass. So true, so true. Yeah, my truth and your truth and his truth, and there's no <laughs> truth with a capital T anymore. And they say, now, now I'm going to do me, and you just do you. That's right. right. <laughs> That's right. Who are you to tell me not to do this or do that, whatever? Yes. Also, just looking at um, what Christianity has to offer, mm -hmm. there are a lot of attributes, and yeah. you would think that people would be running, desiring to uh, be a Christian, yeah. uh, but yet, you know, we see that uh, there's a turnoff. You want to speak a little bit about that, that uh, our Lord offers through salvation? Yeah. Well, just for a second, put on your marketing hat here, right, uh, audience listening to this. If you look at Christianity as a consumer product, it's Fantastic, right? 
eternal life, a friend for the journey, forgiveness for everything that you've ever done. Like, this is great stuff. Like, this is a product people should want. And yet, there's a big chunk of the world who looks at us and goes, no thanks, not interested. Now, is that them? Or is it that they're not seeing that product impacting our lives in any way? That's our position, that, uh, yeah. that they're seeing us and they're seeing forgeries, and they're just not that interested in it. If you look at the New Testament time and time again, when Jesus spoke, people were astonished at what he had to say. How many preachers today leave audiences astonished? You know, when we shared the gospel, we were talking earlier about being in, a, in an Uber, sharing the gospel with a driver. And, you know, how many times are people astonished when we share the gospel with them? We need to get back to living the kind of life that people look at us and think, man, I don't know what, what drives him, but I want that kind of life. I want that kind of family he has. I want his joy. I want the way he lives his life. If we could do that, then people would start looking. And that's what really led us to the title of the book, The Way Back, is that we looked and said, okay, well, if we're not doing it right, right, if we're a few degrees off, and by the way, if you're one degree off and we just walked around the globe and you're just one degree off, by the time you get back around, you'll be about 500 miles off if you're just a slight degree off. So we went back and said, okay, well, when was the time in history where it seemed like the church was really getting it right? And for us, we went all the way back to the beginning and said, all right, so the disciples are standing on the mountaintop, right? And Jesus has just departed. And at that moment, these guys have nothing. They have no money. They have no education. They have no power. They have no plan. They got nothing. As a matter of fact, they're standing there so long, angels show up and say, come on, fellas, time to get going, right? And from that point, they grew Christianity from a backwater cult in the middle of nowhere in the Roman Empire to 200 years later being the official religion of the Roman Empire. How did they do that? How are they capable of doing that? And so for Phil and I, that's what we looked at and said, what did these guys do back then? What were the early Christians doing that were so impacting culture that we're not doing? Yeah, and what could we be doing today that would have that kind of an impact on our culture today? And I think that's a key point of the book. And um, and we, we mentioned some examples in there, but I think the key thing is to remember just how these people who were nobodies, the impact they had, and then, you know, the end result of that was pretty amazing. Yes, God's work in these fledgling followers was truly amazing. Well, we hope you're enjoying our talk with Phil Cook and Jonathan Bach, thought-provoking topics to consider. Yes, and we'll return to our discussion with them in just a moment. You're listening to Connections. If you're enjoying this feature, we'd love to hear about it. You can contact us by email at connect to the number two, Rich and Bobby. B-O-B-B-I at gmail.com That's connect to Rich and Bobby at gmail.com So let's return to our talk with Phil Cook and Jonathan Bach as they highlight some of the concepts and concerns that they cover in their book The Way Back. We 
we've moved from being convicted to being offended in the church today. And I think that's a really significant statement. We've yes. moved from being convicted to being offended. And when that happens, nothing happens. Um, absolutely nothing happens. So I'd, I'd love to get back to that. I also think that we like being way, way, way too comfortable. We like our comfort a lot. And so saying things offensive or saying things that are hard to hear, that, that bothers people because it makes them uncomfortable. We, we know of a pastor, and he's a fairly good-sized pastor in the country, who asked his people to stop bringing Bibles because it might make other people who don't have Bibles wow. uncomfortable. Wow. Right? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, look, if, if your church, I mean, ultimately, your pastor in your church should be like a great trainer right? That's like working you out and getting you sweaty and, uh, and getting you in better shape every single week. And for a lot of us, our churches are kind of rose-scented convalescent homes where they're just keeping us comfortable, yeah. yes. right? Yes, That's right. In fact, there are some who just talk about love and they don't want to mention the name of Jesus or God because they're afraid of offending someone. So true. I was with a pastor this weekend on the East Coast and he was so terrified of a few people leaving if he really started preaching what the Bible says. And I said, look, they may leave, but if they leave today, they'll leave with maybe two or three people. If they stay another year, they'll leave with 10 or 15 people. If they stay another year, when they do leave, they'll leave with 30 people. So the point is preach what God's called you to preach and let the chips fall where they may. If a few people leave, great, you know, just shake their hand and wish them well. But I think we need to get back to being really serious about the gospel if we're going to make an impact in the culture today. Now, as marketing guys, uh, you use in your book the uh, term low-hanging fruit. Can you explain what you mean by that? Sure. You know, if you study the life of Jesus, there were places he went where he didn't reach people. People weren't healed. And and so I think if Jesus couldn't reach everybody, I'm not going to be able to reach everybody. So what I have realized is every church in America, whether it's an urban church, a rural church, a church that caters to younger people, older people, whatever, they have a niche out there in the marketplace, if you will, from a marketing perspective, that people would naturally gravitate towards that message. So my feeling is, if all of us really trained our guns on that audience, if there were people out there that we know would naturally gravitate toward my pastor's message and the work of our church— then if everybody was doing that, we would actually reach the world. But we're trying so hard to reach everybody that we've thinned the message down so we don't offend people and we're careful about this and that, that we're actually not reaching hardly anybody. I've discovered that if we train all our guns in one direction, it really makes an impact. I'm working on a documentary right now on how Christianity became such a significant force on every continent of the planet throughout history. And one of the reasons is because it's so incredibly adaptable. Christianity was adaptable to different cultures and locations and regions much more than Judaism or or Islam and other religions have been. And I also think it will adapt to the digital world. It's going to be bumpy, but I think um, the world is going online and either we go online with them and figure out how to adapt to that culture or we just step back and let them go and lose them completely. So I do think it's important that we continue to stay with it, look at the upside, the downside, how we can make it work, because connecting with people does matter. Studies of American Christians find that their least favorite thing to do is evangelize. But if you look at other studies of what people's response to being invited to churches, do you know what the number is? 80%. If you get asked, 80% of the time people will say, well, okay, yeah, I'd like to go with you. Eight, yes. zero. Yes. So the thing that we're avoiding, I mean, four out of five times if you ask someone to church, they're going to say yes. 
yes. right? So that's a pretty fantastic number for us to keep in our heads yeah. as we're like, oh, man, I shouldn't say anything. Oh, I, should, yes. I don't think I'll invite my neighbor. Like, no, four out of five of them are going to say, sure, yeah, I'd love to come with you. You know, it's interesting that uh, the Barna Group just did a study on millennials, and uh, most millennials feel that evangelism isn't important. Isn't that sad to, uh, to know that a younger generation coming in, taking the reins, uh, taking the baton, feels that evangelism is not important? Well, what's funny about that, too, is that in other aspects of their life, they think evangelism is super important. I mean, ultimately, everything you post about on social media is evangelization, right? Yes. If you love your sports team, well, you're evangelizing yeah. about them, right? So, you know, they're, they have no problem sharing politics. They have no problem sharing their favorite food. Like, all of those things are evangelism opportunities. True. It just, in this area, they feel like, well, I don't want to impose my values on other people. Well, you're doing it the rest of the time, so yeah. why not include this as well? Bill Cook and Jonathan Bach have been our guests. Bill is the president of the Cook Media Group, and Jonathan is the founder and head of Grace Hill Media. We've been talking about their book they've written, entitled The Way Back, How Christians Blew Our Credibility and How We Get It Back. It's published by Worthy Publishing and available online and at most book outlets. It's also available as an audio version or Go to philcook.com, that's philcook, cook spelled C-O-O-K-E, dot com, to find out more. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast on this platform or any of the others like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Also, if you've missed a program or would like to hear the current one again or to invite others to listen, just go to our website, at connectionswithrichandbobby.com. All of our contact information is there as well. Then, if you have a smart speaker, you can also listen to us there by simply saying, Alexa, Siri, or Hey Google, play the podcast Connections with Rich and Bobby. Also, you can listen to our podcast on Pandora. And finally, you can connect with us also on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So do take a moment to let us know about you even if it's just where you're listening from. And if you have another moment, we'd love to hear your feedback about our podcasts. This is Connections, connecting with one another as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So thank you for listening, and remember, tell others and spread the word, God's word. And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby. Bobby.